This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's hit the Roman guest line right now. Let's welcome in, uh, welcome aboard Joe Giglio, co-host of BetQL Daily, immediately after this program. Good morning, Joe. How are you, bud? Moose, Chelsea, doing well this morning. How are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. How how fired up are you about the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the way they're playing right now, Joe? Yeah, it's fun, Moose, uh, and, and certainly they have a chance now to make the playoffs. Three more wins, I think. Um, you know, would all would put them in two and one. Probably have a, a, a shot, maybe not a great shot, but a shot if they go two and one. Depends, but absolutely their games. But um, it, it's just it's interesting right now to watch that team because I, I I'm trying to think of a team I've seen transform in the middle of a season like them, uh, go from you know so pass happy the first six seven weeks of the season it wasn't working. They switch it up to the run game, and now they're five and two since scoring about thirty points a game. So. Uh, it, it's pretty fun to watch a team switch like that in the middle of the year. All right. Well, the Eagles are playing well, but do they really deserve to be laying 10 points to the Giants? I'm aware all the problems for the Giants, and, you know, they're trying to give out medium-free sodas to keep the fans around. Uh, but 10 points is a lot in the NFL. Do you like the Eagles covering? Yeah, it is a big number. Chelsea, I do because the quarterback situation for the Giants is just so bad. It, it kind of reminds me of, well, we just saw this past week. Now, Washington had more than a quarterback issue. They had COVID issues, and right now, hopefully, you know, we don't know as day-to-day this goes to the NFL, but the Giants aren't ravaged like that like Washington was. So the number is big, I agree. But, but a couple things, I think, play into the Eagles' favor here and why I'm either going to stay away from the game or take the Eagles. But I, I just can't trust the Giants to, to cover the way they've played lately. Um, number one, Jake Fromm is playing quarterback. I mean, Jake Fromm... The only reason he's there is because the Giants have so many issues, and it's, it's ridiculous. They don't even have a developmental quarterback that was on the roster to begin with. So the Jake Fromm issue um, for the Giants, I think, is a big one. And then I think the Eagles, you know, look at their games other than the Giants game over the past seven weeks. They, they've won some of these games by double digits. I, I think that was the outlier. I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game by two touchdowns. Joe, I, I, I wanna, I'm curious about you know the the transformation of the Eagles, the head coach first year, where they went from a pass happy offense to really play to the strengths of the team, you know, run the football. Miles Sanders in the victory over Washington, over 130 yards on the ground. The offensive line has been solid. What about what this offense is now doing and what Jalen Hurts is as a quarterback? Yeah, Moose, the one thing that one team that reminds me of that though I the, the big difference is it was it's the same quarterback here in Philadelphia. They didn't switch quarterbacks. But if you go back to 2018, in that season, Joe Flacco started the year as the Ravens quarterback. They had drafted Lamar Jackson in the first round, and they got off to a, you know, kind of a mediocre, tough start, and Flacco was throwing the football a lot. They weren't winning. Flacco gets hurt. They put Lamar in, and we know what happened. It's kind of like the same thing if you, if you look at it this year. It's just, of course, the same quarterback with Jalen Hurts. I, I don't know what happened other than the results weren't there, and I think they woke up one day and realized, like, hey, our offensive line is built to run block more than it is to pass block. Jalen Hurts, a developing thrower, and we know we can run the football. And, and I think they also were able to play some teams where they got up on, so the strategy kind of played into what they wanted to do. Early in the year, they were in shootouts against the Cowboys and against the Chiefs and against 
you know, the Bucks, And it's like, all right, even if we want to run the ball, we're down 14 nothing early. It kind of takes us out of our rhythm. So once the schedule lightened and they realized what they were, I think it was almost a natural thing. Like, all right, we're up anyway. Let's just pound the football and do what we do best. And, I mean, they've run for 175 yards in seven straight games. No team's done this as the 85 Bears. It's, it's pretty remarkable to watch. Speaking of teams who really like to run the football, the Tennessee Titans, despite not having Derrick Henry, still seem to be a run-first offense. Tonight, they're squaring off with the Niners on Thursday night football. 49ers were minus 3.5 yesterday. Now it's minus 3. How do you feel this game's going to go? I think it's going to be close. I would take the points tonight, Chelsea, with, and I've got a Titan side of this. I feel, the other thing about tonight is they've got to be the more desperate team. You know, the Niners have – a pretty nice cushion in the NFC playoffs where they're at that eight and six mark. Everybody else at seven and seven. They have some tiebreakers and the Niners are going to be in good shape. And I'd be shocked at this point if they're not in the postseason. Meanwhile, the Titans, I mean, they've let that lead that they built over the Indianapolis Colts slip away on them. And if they lose this game and the Colts go to Arizona and win on Christmas night, all of a sudden it's like, uh oh, you know, this division is not over with a couple weeks to go. So I think you'll see a desperate team. The one question I have with Tennessee more than who's running the football is can Ryan Tannehill stop turning the football over? I mean, fumble after fumble on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers and 14 interceptions this year. I know he misses Henry, but it's just it's not good enough. I mean, Tannehill established himself as a good quarterback for a couple of years. He's regressed. He's got to be better. I think he will tonight. I, I like the Titans plus the points on a short week at home. We're talking to Joe Giglio, uh, co-host of BetQL Daily immediately after us with Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth. Here I'm on WIP down in Philadelphia uh, weekday evenings does a great job. Joe, if I give you kind of dealer's choice of the entire board week 16, you gave us some thoughts here on Giants-Eagles this Sunday, the Thursday night affair tonight between the Titans and 49ers. What are your favorite plays week 16? Right, a couple that stand out to me that I, that I just love the number all week here, Moose. The first one, I'll go to prime time and I'll work my way back. The first one, I would take the points with Miami in New Orleans on Monday night. I mean, that that is a really big game. Both teams at 7-7. Seven and seven. We know Miami's had a crazy run here where they've won all these games in a row. And I, I kind of buried the, the Saints a couple weeks ago. You know, when they were under 500, they lost all those games in a row. They took care of the Jets. And then, obviously, last week, the surprise against the Bucks. But low-scoring game. The total in this game is 38-and-a-half. I mean, basically, we're expecting a really low-scoring game with Tua against Taysom Hill. I like the way Miami's defense plays against suspect quarterbacks. So I'm in on Miami in this game. Plus the three, I think it's a really close game. I would take the points with Miami. And the other one, at you know, it's remarkable they're underdogs in this game. I know they're in a short week, but I like Vegas at home getting a point against the Broncos. It looks like we're getting Drew Locke in that game. Uh, instead of Teddy Bridgewater, obviously had to be carted off on Sunday. You know, the one subplot of this week that I think is just not being talked about, the Raiders staved off elimination. They're, they're still alive here in this playoff race. They get to be at home against Denver, a team they beat earlier this year without Bridgewater. They have Carr healthy and ready to play. I, I would take Vegas in the points, and I would take the uh, Dolphins in the points on, on Monday. Joe, one of the games I was looking at, and I almost felt like the line was fishy because I thought it was too good to be true. Like the Rams minus three against Minnesota. Like I am aware that the Rams have a host of COVID problems, and I don't know, Minnesota should be a good football team but I feel like the Rams are the play here. Does this seem like a fishy line to you? Yeah, it does. I was really interested to see what, what they were going to do with this line, Chelsea, because we know, we know Minnesota's that team that 
you can make a case for, like, if you don't watch, you just look at some of the numbers, like, oh, they're, they must be good. And then we watch them, we're like, oh, they're not good. Um, so I, I, I think the line is interesting here. I thought it would be in the three-and-a-half range. They're giving a three right now. I would take the Rams uh, because I just don't trust Minnesota right now. And I actually think even though they won on Monday, I was unimpressed with what I saw Monday. I mean, that should have been a game they won by, by three or four scores. I mean, that, that Bears team was decimated in the secondary. Minnesota couldn't run the football. And really, if it wasn't for the issues that Chicago and Justin Fields had within the 50-yard line, and specifically in the red zone, they might have won that game. Like, they lost that game more than I thought Minnesota won. I like the way the Rams are playing right now. And the one aspect of this that normally would worry me, Chelsea would be the really, really short week for the Rams. And then on the road, you know, the Eagles have a short week, but they're at home against the Giants. The Rams have to go from playing Tuesday to flying to Minnesota for a 1 o'clock start Sunday. But Minnesota played Monday, so it's not like it's a big difference in terms of their prep and their rest. I'm with you. I like the Rams, and I, I just feel like there's an NFC West title to be won. They're not going to mess around on Sunday. Joe, I want to get your thoughts. You know, Christmas right around the corner. No, uh, not exactly, you know, your holiday plans, but the double header that's going down on, on Christmas Day. Let's start with the early game. How about Cleveland on the road in Green Bay? The Packers are seven-and-a-half-point home favorites. Any feel on this one? Yeah, I like the points with Cleveland. I, and, I, and I'm hoping, assuming with this play, that Baker Mayfield will be back for the game. It's, you know, this is a, it's a weird time as we try to handicap these games and we don't exactly know what's going on, who's in, who's out. And Baker wanted to play on Monday. He couldn't. Um, if Baker Mayfield is in there, I, I would take the Browns with the points. I feel like they're going to keep this game closer um, you know, against a Packers team that really has played a lot of close games lately. Look at their point differential for as good as they are, and I like the Packers, and I think there's a real chance they go win a Super Bowl this year. But, you know, they haven't exactly blown the door off the teams. I mean, they, the Sunday against, you know, Huntley and the Ravens, that, that is a game right down to the end to John Harbaugh's decision. So if Baker Mayfield's on the field, uh, I feel great about the idea of the Browns getting seven and a half points uh, in a game where, you know, basically their season's on the line as well. So a desperate Browns team on a short week. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.